for a long period he's been searching for the truth. Initially he had moved on to Judaism, then crossed over to Christianity. And then it was told to him that Islam is the true religion and this is the town that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will migrate to. The description and the town was mentioned. After some long struggle he arrived Medina Munawara, but as a slave. <coughs> Long story, how he was put into slavery by force. And as he was tending to the trees, to the date palms of his master, he heard about the arrival of Rasulullah Sallallahu And he couldn't resist his emotions, his love for Rasulullah Sallallahu from the branch this jumped. And he overheard his masters discussing Rasulullah Sallallahu So what were you discussing? Or they slapped him and said, none of your business, just do your work. But <coughs> emotions, that attachment, that love of Nabi Sallallahu will not be pushed away by emotions and just slapping someone. It will overwhelm the person. Love is overwhelming. Muhabbat, the attachment is overwhelming. They found an opportune time was the evening to present himself to Rasulullah Now the person that has been predicted in our scripture, the Torah and the Injil. He presents a tray of dates and he says, this is Sadaqah. Zakat accepted from Rasulullah excused himself, said, we do not eat in Zakat. Rasulullah and his family, and the acceptance of Zakat was not permissible, so he flatly refused. So Salman says, alright, this is the fun. If he'll be a Nabi, he will not accept Zakat and Sadaqah for his personal self or for his family. Now I need to see the second thing also, is it conforming or not? So there was another occasion, and then he presented a tray of dates again, but as a gift. Rasulullah, this is a tray of dates as a gift for you. He accepted this. Alright, now I've confirmed the second one. First one is also confirmed, and the second one also confirmed that if it's a gift, then Rasulullah will accept it. Now, I just need to confirm and verify the third prediction. Rasulullah had just finished with some janaza, and as he's leaving the Qabristan, he spotted Salman. And he could make out more or less that Salman, now coming from a Jewish Christian background, is looking for the third one. And he made out that this is what he's looking for. So Rasulullah opened his back and the seal of Muwa was stamped clearly there. And now I've got no reason. Ya Rasulullah, now I accept 100%. Ul hadi sabili ad'u ilallah. Then those that came into Islam came <coughs> with certainty, with conviction that this is it. No doubts and no lingering thoughts about Islam. Minds are clear, hearts are clear, we have no doubts, we have no reservations. So the mind is absolutely clear. So when the mind is clear, then whatever is going to get into the mind will come out, it will, the mind will accept it. It will just sink into the mind. Mind will just take it straight away because the mind has already been prepared. Like a land, you've got thorns and bush and stones, etc. And you want to do your farming there, you can't. You'll have to clear it up. All the rubble, all the dirt, all the obstructions, you'll we'll remove that, then soften the earth, then dig the furrows, then you can start your farming. But straight away you can't do it. You'll have a lot of problems, a lot of complications. So exactly was the state of the Sahaba Ikram. Because their minds absolutely clear, and the minds was, were absolutely clear, then they came into Islam. And Allah Pak bears testimony, Allah basiratin ana wa manitabani, that this is the path, my path, and the path of those that follow me. They came in with conviction, with clarity of the mind. So if anything was being said by the Rabbi, then the hearts will just take, will just melt, will just accept it straight away. There's no reason not to accept, like a sponge. And you, the dry sponge and you're putting water, you will just accept it straight away. So there's nothing obstructing, nothing absorbing the people. Again, we find, this was a Salman Farsi, look at another Jew, 
Hazrat Abdullah ibn Salam He hears about Rasul Ibn and he also wants to verify. He goes up to Rasul Ibn he says, <coughs> I want to know something from you. If you give me the right answers, I'm prepared to accept Islam. I want to know, alright, what will be the first meal that will be fed to the Jannatis once they have entered into Jannat? Allah bless us all with Jannat. But once we enter into Jannat, what will be the first meal that will be served to the Jannatis? So Rasulullah straight away gave the answer. And the first meal that will be served to the Jannatis will be the liver of the fish, the extra part of the liver. Right, 100%, I got the answer right. And Salman, Abdullah ibn Salam, says only a Nabi can give this type of an answer, nobody can give it. Straight, the, the question is asked, and spontaneous answer. Then the second question that he put across to Rasulullah, how come... The, the child that is born, sometimes it resembles the father and sometimes it resembles the mother. So again, the answer was spontaneous that the both fluids, they get into the uterus and it is about which fluid goes first. If it is the fluid of the father that goes first, then the child resembles the father. And I got it. I am 100% clear that you are the Rabbi of Allah Ta'ala because this type of answer can only be given so they did whatever they did but with conviction, absolute clarity of mind, conviction, no reservation. So thereafter, if Rasulullah was able to tell them anything, so their minds wouldn't ask why, when, and how, is it true, is it not true, and uh, uh, is it uh, according to our, our, our reasoning, and our, our logic. All these questions couldn't feature because their minds were absolutely clear the hearts were absolutely clean. It's clean and clear. They got the conviction. Anything is given to them, the hearts take it immediately and completely entirely. Now, thereafter, uh, Abdullah ibn Salam, <coughs> he says, when I saw the face of Rasulullah, my first glance on the face of Rasulullah, my first glance, my first impression. The people say the first impression and last impression. What was my first, my first impression? I understood that this is not an imposter, not a liar. He's a man of God. That was the first impression. I just saw the man and that's the first impression I've got. And that cannot be erased. And then the first advice that Rasulullah gave, Salman, Abdullah bin Salam, before he could uh, relate the, the advices, he says, you know, my people, the Jews, uh, they are very dishonest, very, very dishonest. But before I announce my Islam, then I want you to call them in and, and ask them about my integrity, my status amongst them. So, so there was some occasion, there was a whole Jewish delegation that came in. Abdullah ibn Salam, he heard about it, so he was there, but he was behind the veil. So Rasulullah asks, how do you rate Abdullah bin Salam? He says that, Afdaluna wabnu Afdalina. He is the greatest amongst us, and the child of the greatest. He is the greatest, and he comes from the progeny that is the best. And he is the most educated, most learned in Torah, in the scriptures. And he, you can't find a person in the whole Jewish fraternity as learned and as, as educated as Abdullah bin Salam. But he's coming from the best family, he is the most well-educated, and he's the best amongst us. Right? Now, Abdullah bin Salam is behind the veil, he's overhearing the discussion. When they heard it themselves, when Abdullah heard it himself, now Abdullah bin Salam comes in, when he comes in, and he says, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, wa ashadu anna Muhammad rasulullah I declare that there is no one worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. And Rasulullah is his true messenger. Immediately, there is a total somersault. I said, now, he's the worst amongst us, the most ignorant amongst us, the worst of the families. A moment ago, he was the best, best of family, most educated. And one moment after he declared the shahadat, then he becomes the first, worst person. Anyway, the first advisors that 
he had heard from Rasul Pakistan directly, what was the first advice? He says, I understood that this man is a man of Allah Ta'ala. He is not an imposter, he's not he is not dishonest. He is true, absolutely true. So but what were the first advices that he had heard? That inaugural for this Muslims around, obviously from the advices you understand that the inaugural message wasn't for, for all the public. It was for the Muslims that were around. So the first First uh, piece of advice, Afshu Salam. Make a Salam, make the Salam a common practice amongst you. Whether you know the person, you don't know the person, small, big, yes. The only person that you shouldn't be making Salam to is a young girl. Even if she initiates the Salam, you don't do it. An old auntie, maybe over 75, 80, uh, beyond the prospect of nikah, there she can make salam and you can answer. It's no problem, no fitna. But if you want to make salam and she'll give the salam in a, with a smirk and the, that voice and the tone, what will happen after that? So that's the only person that you don't give a salam to. You don't give a handshake, nor do you give a salam, nor do you give a smirk and a smile. Just be formal about it, move away. Otherwise, if, if anybody else won't fight with you, your wife will fight with you. Why did you smirk? What, what, what are you doing? Why are you talking to that girl? Why spoil your relationship. Just keep away from a young girl. It's an old advance in age now, 75, 85 years of age, nobody will say anything. And she won't post her, her, her status or her picture on a social platform. She won't do it. 85 year old, she'll never do something there. She won't do it. So there's no fitna there, so that's alright. But besides that, everything is fitna, so move away from the fitna. So make salam. And salam is such an important thing, everybody. Make salam for every, every Muslim. As long as the Muslim, you make salam. And then, the hadith says that you can only get into into Jannah if you got Iman. If you got Iman, then you get into Jannah. But must I show you something that will perfect your Iman? You'll only get into Jannah if you have Iman. And your Iman is not perfected until you begin to love each other. See that? Loving Muslims, generating love, talking about love, bonding with each other, such a great thing that if that element is out, then your iman is deficient. When your iman is deficient, like is the ground that's called that impediment, is what the obstruction. Now it's not going to take everything. Why? Because there isn't that elementary element. The element was love. So with love, then that iman is perfected. But then how to perfect that? How to perfect the love? How to get the love right? Then make salam. Make salam today, tomorrow. Smile with the person. Smile. Anything that will promote love. Promote muhabbat, you do that. And you see that, that muhabbat within the Muslims is just escalating, it's just enhancing. So that was the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice, taam and feed also. Don't now just be dry, now you just make salam and finish. Feed the person, yeah, if it's a righteous person, then call him home as well. La yakulu ta'amaka illa taqiyun. That he says that a righteous person should eat your food. Not anybody, everybody. So there's two situations that you can feed. One is where you are giving a friendly invitation. A friendly invitation to a righteous, pious person. Because that will be fuel for, fuel and energy for righteousness. The righteous person. So this is going to be energy and fuel for righteousness. Yes, at the time of constraint and difficulty, you are feeding all and sundry. People they have, they need the essentials, give milk, bread, etc. There's no problem. But that food that you're going to be giving with respect, then, So that food is different. And one is at the time of need, then you'll feed it all in Sunday. Whoever it is, he needs something, so we provide water, provide other food essentials, let them be happy as well. Whether it's a Muslim, it's a non-Muslim, whether it's an animal also, we'll feed. So, things that promote muhabbat, one is salam, and one is feeding. And you're going to be smiling at the person, feeding the person, even if there was some reservation, there was some 
something in his heart. Now that will be transformed into mahabbat. Now he's making salam to me, he's feeding me. Then how can I pull up my face for that person? He's making salam with such a smile. He cannot pull up my face. So I have any reservations. All the reservations will just fall down. See the Mubarak teachings of Rasulullah in his inaugural message as he's arriving to Medina Munora, reported by Abdullah bin Salam. And the third piece of the advice was, was Sirul Arham and your close relatives, close or distant relatives, maintain a good relationship with them. May it maintain muhabbat, love with them. Or brothers, cousins, uncles, immediate, extended, first cousins, second cousins, in-laws, etc. Whoever they are, but they are related to you, show them respect and regards. Now this is such an important thing, that three places in the Quran Sharif, it is stated that, that you break up this relationship, then Allah's curse is on you. So even if that relative is not maintaining a relationship, you would take the initiative, make salam to the person, show some act of kindness, some good words. Why should we become targets for Allah's curse? So we'll go out of our way to make salam, to maintain the relationship, to feed the person, whatever it is. So we're born. And we become recipients of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Now the du'as are getting accepted. Because we're showing love and muhabbat to people. And more especially to our relatives. So our du'as are getting accepted. Is rahmat that is descending on us as well as on our home. That was the third piece of advice. And the fourth piece of advice was, Whilst people are asleep, perform some namaz. The dead of the night. And especially nowadays, when the night is so long. The night is only starting at about... 6 o'clock, or earlier, right? And ending up at 6 o'clock, for that namaz is 6 o'clock. So 12 hours, the beds get tired also. It's so, such a long sleep, the beds get tired. So get up a little bit, perform two rakats, four rakats, namaz, whatever is tofik, whatever you're blessed with, do remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that portion of the night. Then, you have done all this, then what? That's khulul jannata bi salam. Now you get into jannat with ease and peace. Don't, isn't that the most important moment of our lives? The moment that we are shifting from this realm to the next realm. That's the most important. All our efforts, all our energies, all our struggle is so that our transmission, our transfer from this life to that life must be well, must be done well. There's a four piece of advice. Make salam, feed, join, maintain relationship. And then remember Allah Ta'ala at the last portion of the night, Little bit, how much you can, four rakats, four rakats, right? <coughs> then you can get your entry into Jannah with ease, with peace, not without any problem. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Ilkail, Waladina Amen, Wamil Salihat, Ula, Ikas Habul Jenna, Humfiha Khalidun, Fanahmadu Hamdan, Kathiran, Kulama Yahmadul Hamidun, Wanashkuru Shukran, Jamilan, Kulama Yashkuru Shakirun, Wanashadu Allah, Ilaha Illa, Wahdaula Sharikala, Wanashadu An Sayyida, Wamaulana, Mohammedan Abduhu, or Sulu, Amma Badfa, Yuhanas, Usikumanasi, Bitakola. فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل 
يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدنيا سجن المؤمن وجنه الكافر او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام والله سبحانه وتعالى يقول وبقوله يهتدي المهتدون واذا قرئ القران فاستمعوا له وانصتوا لعلكم ترحمون بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات والذكر الحكيم انه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر رؤوف رحيم ورب حليم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصي ما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشدهم في امر الله عمر وقضاهم علي وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره وظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوا معرضا من بعدي فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم ومن اذاهم فقد اذاني ومن اذاني فقد اذى الله ومن اذى الله فيشك ياخذه اللهم ايد الاسلام وانصاره واذل الشرك واشراره اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى قال الله سبحانه وتعالى ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون ിയോസ്തീം ഹിമോ 
الضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقر ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم أنت السلام ورحمة الله